Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard, and I'm taking Michigan over East Carolina in their game Saturday, September 2nd. BetOnline has free odds and lines available online or on your mobile device. Visit BetOnline today. Today on today's live stream is the one, the only, the great Sean James. How are you doing, man? You doing all right? Hey, I'm wonderful, Fred. How you been, man? 
Man, it's great. It seems just like yesterday. We were backstage at Bourbon and Beyond drinking a little <laughs> bit of whiskey. Yep. Yeah, that was my birthday weekend, actually. I remember that fondly. <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you, too, like you were like the only artist who could who could hang with me. Everybody else. <laughs> and drinking wise, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Everybody, everybody else was like, uh, you know, complained and yelled at me the next day. Like, you got me drunk. I'm like, I didn't make you get drunk. You know, isn't that the point? You know, it's called bourbon and beyond. I think actually, because I got so drunk on my birthday that night, I missed a bunch of the uh, interviews I was supposed to do and showed up hungover. So that was it was a good time. It's, it it's all good. It all works out, but uh, it listen, does. it's it's so it's so great to to have you. I, I'm so excited because like I'm I'm I've got my very first like uh, festival that I put together with my company with my team, Repeal Day Expo, and you're headlining it, my friend. You're Hell yeah, brother! It. I'm honored. I'm I'm honored to to do it, and you're doing it. I love that. You know, it seems from what I know, you're doing it all digitally, and kind of have adapted a festival to an online world where you have an avatar and all this stuff, and it actually adds another dimension of exploring and being in a world, which is kind of cool. I've never I've never done anything like that. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm really excited because people get to get to hear you, and I know. I know everybody's been doing live streams and everything, and I'm, I'm just trying to bring something that's a little different, a little special. But, uh, you know, I've been, from the, mo from the moment we booked you at Bourbon & Beyond, I've been listening to you. And, you know, you are you were probably my either my number one or number two most played artist. Uh, Damn. I just, I, I've, been, I've been a big fan of, of your sound. You got a new album out. Uh, the Guardian, where basically you're talking about how it's like a, this is this is your pivot, this new album, and you can see that on the art there next to his name, the featured guest, everybody. So, tell us, tell us about the the new album. Yeah, yeah, we just put it out um, at the end of last month, and you know when this pandemic hit, we were in the UK. We had just started a tour, we're about a week on the road. And, you know, we had all this other stuff planned, touring throughout the year, all over the world, recording sessions, all this stuff. And then it just got taken away, you know, a week into the tour, which is it was a bummer. But, you know, it is what it is. And we were trying to come up with ways like, you know, what what can we do? Because I don't just want to do nothing for this year and not mm -hmm. communicate. So, you know, we, we started doing some of the streams here and there. And then the last album we did, The Dark and the Light, uh, was a a big monstrous album, you know, beautiful layers and just really expanded sounds. Um, but I felt like a lot of the songs I had written them really stripped down and in an acoustic way. So I wanted to show off that aspect of the songs and what it would be like with just a voice and a guitar. And that, you know, we took a handful of songs from the dark and the light. I did a few new covers and then, uh, a new song that was featured in uh, The Last of Us 2. So, yeah, it's it, we've pivoted, you know, it's and we have to do something. You know, we can't just sit and do nothing. And beyond that, I've been working on new material. But, yeah, the latest thing we released is the Guardian Collection. And I think that it, it just shines a light on some songs that you might not hear in the same way as the full band record would, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, I when people when people talk to me about your your sound, I'm like, Sean can go really, really heavy, or he, yeah. or he can be, you know, you know, light and lovey acoustically. So, 
you you kind of got you've got like a like a Jekyll and Hyde with uh with with your style. You're right. You're right. How do you how when do you decide to go heavy, and then when do you decide to go, you know, more acoustic? I think I think it's it's situational, you know, because um, I tend to I've noticed little patterns, and you're very right, and I get flack on this sometimes because some people only like the softer acoustic stuff, and then some people only like the heavier rock and roll stuff, and. It, in the end, it's all me. It all has that same tinge. You can tell it's me, but it's, it's, you know, putting a different intensity, but I don't know that I really think about it like that outside of live shows, you know, because I find when I put out an acoustic record, well, I get pulled to, you know, um, trying to, you know, do more electric distorted guitars and a bigger, heavier sound because I had just put out an acoustic record. And then if I just put out a full band record, it makes me miss the acoustic stuff, you know? So it's, it's just a push and pull in how I feel and it's circumstantial. And, you know, sometimes um, the subject matter of the song will inspire whether or not it's going to be a heavy blues song or, you know, this lovey-dovey folk song, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's all over the place. I can't really specifically define when it is. But the one thing I do know is that I'm not a one-trick pony. And I love my heavy rock and roll. I love the blues. I love opera. I love rap. I love all sorts of different stuff. And I don't want to limit, you know, what I create to this one thing. Because I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to myself and disservice to people who listen and enjoy it. You know, I love to push the boundaries and see what else will come out you know and sometimes it's going to be great and maybe other times not so much but that's the thrill of doing it and being in the adventure you know all right you said you like rap are we going to see a heavy rap album? (laughs) i don't think so i i've always wanted you never know i've actually oh man i bet you people are already commenting on this i did do a rap project for a while uh it was a joke project and i was making shadows my first record in Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, my buddy Baker would come over and we'd make rap songs for fun. And we released about three. They're all dumb. You know, one of them's about going to the zoo and forgetting your lunch. And so, yeah, it's 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 about being the king of the zoo. And there's another one about fleas and how it really bugged us. So, yeah, I've done it. But no, no, when I when I, was, I listen to hip hop, I listen to rap and I love it. I really do, because I, and a lot of people are surprised, but I'm inspired by a lot of it because, you know, especially now it's it to me you know rock and roll or singer songwriter or country or this they can get very stale by being in the same you know i'm i'm replicating my heroes and it's always going to have that feel but when i listen to other stuff like rap i hear a different way to pronounce something or i hear a different way to rhythmically present it in a phrase that I normally wouldn't hear from a blues artist or from a rock artist or something else. So it's, it inspires me to think about a different way to uh, put inflection on things, you know, but I would love to work with some rap artists, but I don't know if I'd want to be the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'd probably like to, you know, have uh, have your sound as a little bit of a beat or something. You know, I could see, I could see you being, you know, fitting in real nicely to, uh, to a group. I really could. So w- we'll see. <laughs> so the, the challenge is out there. Rappers <laughs> call Sean James. All right. So we, we've got a lot to, we have a lot to drink here and I, you're telling me I was shocked when I opened this package, man. Yeah. So I think I actually, 
I'm missing a couple bottles. I I forgot to grab a couple of them. So, but I'll we'll I'll get every I'll I'll get everything going because I know you're probably thirsty. Um, <laughs> you know it. Let's start with let's start with the uh, Kentucky Peerless uh, single barrel. This is a this is a rye barrel pick. Uh, Peerless, yeah, got it right here. Perfect. And, uh, now, do you rem- do you recommend what am I supposed to drink this out of? Straight out the bottle. I have some shot glasses here. Yeah, um, you should you should have a. Did I send you a glass? I don't think so, but I but I have another little glass. Yeah, I got yeah, here. just, just oh. use that. Cool, cool, cool. Now I don't. It's been a couple years, but do you remember your do you remember your training, Sean? You may have to run me through it again. I know. <laughs> I know you you breathe in through the mouth and out through the nose. I believe. Well, that's uh, that'll work. Yeah. So, no, no. <laughs> Give I me the mean, training again. So, I, I forgot. So let's so let's do this. Just first, let's kind of like analyze the, let's analyze the color. You know, it's like, ooh, this is pretty stuff. And then mm. you know, bring it to our nose. And when you, when you smell it, you want to smell it with your mouth open. Kind of go back. Oh yeah, totally. I noticed the difference with the mouth open, actually. And it definitely helps. uh, That helps kind of relax your olfactor a little bit. And then Mm -hmm. when you and then when you taste it, you just want to put uh, a little a little bit on your palate and just kind of feel itself like walking back. So here we go. Hmm. Oh, that's nice. That's really good. This is 108.9 proof. Woo! I knew it had some more kick to it. You can always feel that that warmth. You can feel it sliding down, you know, the strong yeah, that stuff like, that is. This tastes like candy to me. It's Well, yeah, no, it is. Like the, It doesn't hit you like on the front palate like some do's, like, you know, when they're bitter or whatever. But that is smooth. That's nice. Yeah, so this has got like hints of ginger, some cardamom. Ah. Uh, really, really, really tasty. Mm. And where's that from? Who, who, that's Peerless, this is, right? This is uh, Kentucky Peerless. It's a small distillery uh, in, in uh, downtown uh, downtown Louisville. So everybody in the chat's going crazy about you being in a in a rap song. And, uh, <laughs> my, I knew I knew it. Every I don't know why I bring it up. It seems to come up in every interview somehow. Maybe it's maybe called it's destiny, you know. <laughs> yeah, it may be. It's called BS. Um, the the, uh, the rap album uh, from, <laughs> from so many years ago that Sean does yeah. not want to talk about is called BS. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Doug, Doug maybe you'll P- find it. Doug Pendleton uh, says he would like to see you do a collaboration with Yellow Wolf, who Yellow Wolf was uh, a guest uh, a guest on my show this week. Yeah, I saw that, and I, I'm a fan of Yellow Wolf. You know, I like his style and his flow. So it's it's a possibility. You never know in this game. It's all relationships. So right. who knows? You know, one day. How many? So we like we're people like to know about you know favorite guitars. How many guitars you have? And we can see mm. a little bit of the collection behind you. My wife, you know, gives me shit for this all the time because I'm like, oh, I like this guitar. And she's like, that's just like the one you have. And I'm like, no, nah, but it does a specific thing very, very well. You know, <laughs> uh, I would say, man, I don't even know. I'm looking around in this rack. 
was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I would say I have between probably around twelve guitars. Yeah, nice. you know, and and a lot of them like some of them were given to me. Some of them are like two string little planks of wood that you can plug in and it has this unique distinct sound versus all the way up to a Gibson and, you know, resonators. But yeah, I think that that's the key to it is that as I've, as I've gotten older and played more, I used to use one or two guitars for everything. Right. And there were road dogs and it's just mm -hmm. all around. And as I played more, I found, man, this one has a specific thing that just sets this off in this way. So I guess I've become more of a snob. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So Elaine Holmes says uh, on YouTube, by the way, we're streaming live on DLive, Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, and YouTube. And uh, Elaine Holmes says, Sean can pull off anything. And then, quote, we want a soul record, please. So I would argue that a lot of the a lot of my music always has soul in it just because I sing in that way. But if I if I'm thinking how she's thinking, I get I get where you're coming from, Elaine. And yeah, that's something I do want to do eventually. A purely soul kind of more R and B influenced record for sure. Billy Atwood, one of my YouTube members, says, Sean, have you ever gifted a guitar that has sentimental value? And who gifted it? Um I did gift a guitar uh to my little sister. Um it was you know, it was just sentimental in that way. She was bored. She was looking for something to do and I could tell she needed an outlet. So I gave her that guitar. I don't know if she ever really played it much, to be honest. Uh, and then the other thing I, I love to do is sometimes auction off guitars for charity. Um, but that that's hard to do because I, I grow a connection to these things mm -hmm. by playing them so long, you know? So yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. So let's taste this. Uh, let's break this down one more time. You, you gave me some really good highlight uh, highlight points of that of where it was hitting your palate, and you were talked a little bit about some of the things you're tasting. So let's taste this Peerless one more time, and you mm -hmm. give, and you give me your oh you drank all the everything that was in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> if that was the case, in about five minutes, this is going to turn into the wildest oh, stream. I, I, mean, I meant in your glass. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think this is going to turn into a wild stream because we do have a lot of things to taste. <laughs> all right. All right. You asked for it, all right? You know. I I can we can handle it. I want to say I'm tasting some caramel, some caramel sweetness is that in there? Definitely. Mhm. Mm And then everything you said earlier, I'm trying to think. I I'm I'm I don't have the best vocabulary when it comes to this. <laughs> well, what we're tasting here, folks, we're tasting the uh, Kentucky Peerless is straight rye. This is a barrel pick. This is a the distiller's a single barrel selection from the distillery. This is their tiki barrel, so this can only be purchased at the distillery. And by the way, uh, if you live in Kentucky, Peerless does deliver if you buy straight from them. Uh, yeah, this to me, this is like it's got some maple, it's got some like candy. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very ginger. It's very sweet. It's very yeah. sweet. I can, I can, I can taste that. Yeah, it's uh, tons of sweetness there. So yeah, I, I, uh, I give this, I give this high marks. This is very nice. Smooth. 
So would you would you would you drink this before you went on stage, or do you not uh, do you not touch that stuff? <laughs> oh no no no! I would. I think uh, you know it's a fine line between how much is too much, though. So you know, a shot before get your nerves all ready to go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. loosen up, and then maybe a, a shot or two during the set, and then afterwards more. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so let's go to. Uh, let's go to MB Roland. This is another small distillery in uh, Western Kentucky. And by the way, folks, if you're in the chat on YouTube or uh, Twitch or Periscope, wherever go. you might be, go ahead and put your questions in the chat. I'm observing them live. And uh, if you have something good for uh, for Sean, I'll uh, I'll ask him. All yeah. right. This is a little this is pungent. Yeah, it, it it doesn't to me it doesn't smell as heavy as the other one did for some reason. Maybe I'm crazy like in a different way. Interesting. Now it is actually a higher proof. This one is 112 proof. See that that's yeah, well maybe that's a compliment to <laughs> their ability to, you know, smoothen it out. All right, I'll go. Looks like you got a couple fans in here that know what you like to drink. Someone saying that you normally drink Jameson. Yeah. Well, on the road, it's just the easiest thing that everyone has. And, you know, I, I like bourbon. I like all sorts of stuff. But Jameson has been the easiest to find everywhere. And, you know, it's it's easy and it's fun. I know you probably... I don't know if you like that or not, but oh, I love Jameson. I, I love yeah. Jameson. It's, it's great. That's, stuff. that's the biggest thing is that everywhere has it. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's easy to me. You can just shoot it and it's easy. It's not like super harsh or anything. So yeah, on the road, it's, it's the go-to if I'm being honest. So this is interesting to me. Hmm. I can't really taste it. It's higher proof. And that to me is a beautiful thing. It's higher proof. And it's a it's a big old um, mouthful of cornbread for me. A mm. little, little bit of salt and pepper there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I could I could see that. It's to me, it tastes lighter and not as thick as the other one. The other one had. Uh oh. Um, uh oh, that's lost, me. Hold on. Yeah, we lost your camera there. By the way, that's an interesting no signal sign there that they have. We can still hear you. Uh, my guest today is Sean James. He's got a new album out, The Guardian Collection. It's uh, you got to listen to it. I mean, I'm dead serious when I tell you that Sean James is the most listened to artist on my on my playlist. We booked him at Bourbon and Beyond a couple wow. years ago, and that's where we first met. And like with a lot of people, we drank a lot of whiskey after we first met. And here Indeed. we are. Here we are doing it all over again more than 3 years later. <laughs> it was a while ago, man. Yeah. That kind of blows my mind. That's sad. Well, are they doing it again uh this next coming year, do you know? Given uh, the circumstances yeah, allow? Yeah, things are, you know, I think everything's in uh, in in the works and uh I know they're looking at it and you know, I'm hopeful that Yeah. I'm hopeful, but 
Me too. I mean, I don't, I truly don't know when we'll be hitting the road. I know we're planning, you know, to make up this UK Europe thing in the fall next year, but I'm hoping the US uh, is able to open up soon because I miss everybody, you know, I, I've been enjoying yeah. the home time, but at the same time, it's, it's got me twiddling my thumbs sometimes missing the adventure and the, the travel, you know? Yeah. We got people listening from all over the world right now. Uh, Mono Secapules is listening from Chile. Uh, we had, I saw someone else was in from Argentina, had a couple from Mexico. And then, you know, I know just based on my audience, there's a ton in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so what, what's your final thought here? Are you thinking that this MB rolling is like a, a big old mouthful of corn? It's, it's, it's not bad. I don't know if it would be my go-to. The other, I, I will say I like a little bit of sweetness, not too much, but it's smooth. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. It, it definitely hits a bit harder when it first hits your palate, or at least on me. Mm-hmm. And that's good, but I, I don't know. I, I tend to be one that likes it smoother, and then you feel it later. That's kind of what I love. Well, I'll tell but you something not- about MB Roland. They, one of their sister products in here we're drinking Sean mm-hmm. James is my guest. We're drinking MB Roland. This is uh, from the distillery. Uh, I picked this up. This is Batch 69. So Batch 69 is what we're tasting now. This is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey from MB Roland. Um, one, of the, their, one of their sister products, it's a corn whiskey, mm-hmm. and it's dangerous for me. Like <laughs> I start drinking it, and it's like I crave it, and I want to keep drinking it. And I'm like, mm. I've become a full-blown alcoholic if uh if if i had access all the time to their corn whiskey i don't know what it is but woo! i have to remember me, that it gets me going oh yeah not bad that's the first time i've tasted this is going to be the first time i've tasted most of these i think so yeah Props actually um i went back and looked through my notes of our last tasting and no uh, you you keep notes of all the tastings well, I, well, we had a card or something where I said. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Because didn't we do like a giveaway? Like, didn't we have like a fan giveaway or something like that? Like we we were going to do a tasting with the fan, and then the I fan, think so. Something it like was that. in a. Yeah, I can't remember. It was three years ago, and yeah. you know. <laughs> so that's that's how I remember. In fact, you know, you were that was like one of my that was like one of my first like um, you know kind of public like artist interactions. Uh, you know, someone else. Now I've done, I've done so many since, but that I remember at that time I was just kind of like, I was like, I was a little nervous, you know, I was a little nervous and I don't really get nervous about stuff after one whiskey. I'm fine. But yeah, I I was like, you know, I haven't done this before, you know, I hope this works. We're going to jail. It's going to be great. You know, but it was awesome. Well, it's always, you know, you never know. I, I sometimes have interviews where it's like pulling teeth and it's hard to answer. And it's not like my favorite ones are just when it's a conversation and it just yeah. naturally kind of flows. But sometimes some people don't have that and it is what it is. So I get what you mean. But I don't know. I I, I don't I don't think about myself that way or, or whatever. I just just a dude who plays music. And, you know, I, I hate uh the rock star mentality. Um, 
of people who put themselves on a pedestal, you know what I mean? And make it seem like they're elite or something that just annoys me and make that. If I notice someone doing that, who's an artist I like, it would make me rethink listening to their music (laughs) to be quite honest. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny, like, and then there's always the people that, you know, are kind of around the artist and it's like, you can get a sense of like how the artist is based on how their camp reacts and, and how they, you know, and, and like, and, and my position, um, there are some, there are some uh, people, they see me coming and they're like agent lines up, manager lines up tour manager lines up. And they're like, uh, okay, we can't let Fred, the alcohol guy anywhere near. <laughs> 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 because they're afraid of what you're going to do yeah, are you going to inspire them I might, I, might ins- I might inspire them too much where they don't make it on the stage i don't know <laughs> oh man yeah but they're gonna love you that's yeah. <laughs> that, oh that's great so uh now let's go to and this will be my first time tasting this one folks let's go to four gate batch nine this is the andalusia uh key oh okay it is finished with Oloroso Sherry and Dark Rum Cast. So this is a... This is this is a company that I think has been doing a really great job with uh, uh, barrel finishing. And it's uh, Forgate. 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 And this is Kentucky as well. Are all these from Kentucky? Uh no, okay. But the first three, the from? first three are uh this okay. one. Is, there's actually, we have a rum coming up, and then we have a Colorado bourbon. Gotcha. Oh, there's that's a really, the most... there, there's a really good question in here. That's that just kind of like random personality <laughs> type questions I gotta ask you. Oh great. Okay, do, before here we go. <laughs> Do, do you do you believe in horoscopes? Because the other day I was listening uh, to the Dark and Light album, and I thought that you used the balance uh, to cover the like, like you were Lib- Libra, and that's from mm. Mono. I can't say the name, but thank you for that great question, even though I can't pronounce your name. Uh, yeah, I have a great answer for this because this is something that for years I, uh, you know, <laughs> I was. Uh, a cynic, and I still am a cynic. Um, I don't believe in horoscopes as some supernatural thing that determines what you will be. I'll put it that way. Uh, and your your character is already fully developed and fully, you know, destined destined to be this person because you were born under the moon and under this this certain way. But what I did eventually end up really, really loving and getting some. Uh, knowledge from is just how horoscopes and Chinese astrology and astrology in general, if you're looking into it and you're starting to read into it and take it more serious, it's more about examining all these different traits that you may see in yourself. And to me, at least it's about looking at these things that they define you as and, you know, seeing and just looking at yourself from an outside perspective is what it helped me to do. And to actually look, not just what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking, but look, look beyond that. And just to compare myself and, and uh, it's helped me to see ways and that I could be better. 
And some things it called out maybe, oh, you know what? I am that way. So maybe I could help balance that out by being a little bit more like this or that. But no, I don't necessarily, I don't know. That's, that's my belief with everything, religion and everything else. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm agnostic and I believe that I've felt things at some times, but I, I say that um, I think it's impossible to define what those things are. You know, there's not someone saying this is exactly what it is. So yeah, astrology to me, it's a great inward um, look and a perspective change and kind of an understanding and trying to understand your psyche more. It's more psychology to me than it is the, mis- the mystic. You know what I mean? If, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Absolutely. So yeah, the dark and the light. I mean, it, there, there are scales on that and yes, I'm, I'm a Libra, but uh, it wasn't because I was a Libra. I put it on there. That was because of the Egyptian mythology behind it. Um, and the thoughts of how they get into their afterlife and how they're, you know, weighed versus uh, a heart versus a feather, you know, your heart versus a feather. And it was more on the mythology than it was the astrology is what I will say. And the handle for that person was one I can't pronounce, but I can't pronounce the name they came in with. That was from Rodrigo. And a uh, very good question from Rodrigo. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I think um, we got to get to this four gate because they Ooh. actually, their sister, the sister product of this one, batch six, uh, won my best uh, barrel finish of 2020. Boom. So, yeah, they make some good stuff. It's smelling a lot sharper right off the top. Mm. Ooh, that's got some kick to it. 121 proof. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I like that you tell me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not ready for it. No, that's nice though. But for 121 proof, I could tell that it, I mean, I could tell it was stronger, but it doesn't, it's not that strong to where it's, you know, over the top. That's nice. That's smooth. Um, mm. So what, what do you taste in there? Cause it's your first time tasting it, right? Yeah. So I'm getting a lot of apricot, a lot of plum. A lot of like jelly, like kind of a, you know, like a strawberry jam. Huh. See, your developed palate is so much more <laughs> defined than mine. Man. Well, you, I mean, that, this is something that I, I, I've worked on. I mean, I can't play a guitar. I can't sing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm fat and out of shape. My, my, my only <laughs> gift apparently in life is drinking whiskey. So, you know, I'd say but, that's a pretty damn good gift, brother. It's, it's, an, it's a pretty good, it's an all right gift. <laughs> but uh, that, uh, those, those you, you play with the cards you're dealt, and amen, you know. amen. <laughs> now Karen's uh, Karen Studebaker is saying you guys are going to be uh, buzzed by the time this is over. I will have you know, yeah. Karen, that we have done this before. We are professionals. <laughs> Indeed. The only the only thing that's going to happen after this is I'll be buzzed and I'll go upstairs and my wife will have to put up with me for a little while. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> she even said she's like, oh, this is going to be bad. You're going to go downstairs all quiet and then you're going to come up a wild man. And I was like, hell yeah, I am. There we go. Oh my God. Yeah, that is that is smooth, though, for 120 proof. That is nice. All right. So say. so compare this compare this to this four gate. <sighs> Uh, compare four gate batch nine to one of your guitars, which, which guitar is this? 
Uh, let me see here. I feel like I feel like it's got like a a rustic flavor to it. So I'm gonna go with the uh, the Republic Resonator here. I think that tastes like what I would think this guy would be. You know, oh, it's yeah. got like it's just got that rustic kind of heavy. It's 120 proof, but it's still got this old world feel about it to me. And I don't, I don't know what that means. That's just a Sean James explanation there. <laughs> that's a, that's a cool gu- looking guitar, man. Oh man, when I got it, it was just, it wasn't uh, rusted or distorted whatsoever, and I wasn't told that it would happen. But very quickly after playing shows and touring with it, my sweat and my blood gets on it, and it starts deteriorating the copper. And it's beautiful. I love it. It. it I love that I love that I own something that I did nothing specifically to. I just used it and all of a sudden it looks like it does now because of that. That's pretty cool to me. <laughs> now how do you how do you bleed while you're playing a guitar? Do you got like Oh man, many, many, many ways. Let me tell you right now. I can give you three stories off the top of my head. The number one easiest way is when you're just banging away on a heavier song and it catches a piece of your skin instead of the nail and then boop. You know, you start bleeding all over from a finger. Uh, the other way that's happened to me, and I've done it to other bandmates on stage, is when you're really getting into a song, you know, a big heavy part's coming up that you know is coming up, and it's just you want to be in the wind with it, and you kind of like, you know, bring the guitar up over and headbang with it. And sometimes I'll do that without looking behind me, and a bandmate, my, I, think, I think it was Jeff, my bass player at the time, was there, and I just knocked him in the head with the top of my guitar, man. That was nasty. <laughs> was, I, felt, I felt bad for him. I did. Uh, and then uh, the third way, uh, similar to the second way, I was in, I want to say Germany, and we. this was about three years ago, four years ago, and this was the biggest festival we'd ever played. There was like couple thousand people in front of us and it was really late we were one of the late latest bands and this crowd was up to the barriers you know those metal barriers and this was our first time playing there i don't think a lot of people knew us really and they were shaking the barriers just screaming before we started playing and i look over at the boys and i was like okay we're gonna go extra hard on this like they're giving it to us so right out the gate um first note first note hits i drump off the uh drum the kick drum and I bring up my guitar and I land and headbang and smash my eyebrow into the guitar and it just starts spurting blood. This is on the first song, right? And I don't think about it. I'm, I don't feel that. I don't see that when it happens. I just like, oh, I hit myself. Uh, no big deal. And I'm, go- I'm going, I'm playing. And uh, I turn around after the first song to call an audible you know, like a different song. I don't want to do that one. I want to do this one. I'm feeling this. And all the band just looks at me like, oh my God, what happened? Supposedly I was just covered in blood. Um, And yeah, for the rest of that set, I was covered in blood. My favorite part is every time I would yell or scream a little bit louder, it would spurt a little bit more. So yeah, that's, that's how that happens. Just being too intense and being too passionate about the performance. Not too enough. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I, yeah. I hope there's a good photo of your your face like covered in blood and there is you know, there 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 are there are the worst part that. about that is I went to the they made me go to the hospital and they I could, it was like three in the morning right and they're like oh yeah we just have to wake the doctor up and I was like 
well, you're just going to wake this doctor up and he's going to come stitch my eyebrow. And yeah, that's what happened. And uh, as he was starting to stitch, I closed my eyes and he poked my eyelid, which was nowhere near the eyebrow <laughs> with the needle. And I oh. like lift my shit. Yeah, it wasn't good, but it's a I good mean, did, story. I mean, did, did he? I mean, was he one of these doctors where the anesthetic was whiskey or? I don't know. Well, he was Russian. I'll tell you that. And jury, listen to this. A Russian doctor in Germany at three in the morning at a hospital was sleeping and he got in and it looked like he was like, you know, okay, close your eyes and bah, just got me. I was like, what the hell? That was my eye, man. Yeah, it worked out okay. I have a scar, but, you know, it's all right. I don't know. I don't even know where we go from here with this interview. It was, yeah, that that was a good one, man. That, like I said, it, nothing better than a, a crazy story, I guess. I couldn't make that up. <laughs> so I'm feeling like this is probably the best whiskey we've had so far. Um, I'm gonna but, agree with you in t in terms of boldness yeah. and and depth of flavor. Yeah, man, I like it. Not that I, the other, you know, but that's the thing is like it's hard to me to compare a different style of whiskey because mm -hmm. this tastes like a much different style to me than that first one, which was sweeter. What, what do you think about that? Like, I think, you know, like, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I just, uh, I, I have the, um, the, the curse of being a critic and, and having to like choose the, uh, um, you know, choose one over the other is kind of like, you know, how I do it. You know, but Hell yeah, I get that. I'd agree with you though. I totally agree that this one's. But yeah. let's go, let's go back to the other two and see, and just to confirm. Oh, you, 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 know, <laughs> you don't have your glasses. You, you just have one glass. Oh, I got. I have shot glasses behind oh, every okay. one of these. Oh, I can do little tasters. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, do that. That's fine. Because we're about you, to. I. You're a bad influence. I, I really am. And I actually, I have to jump up for a second and go grab my, my bottles of uh, Michter's and 291. So you, yeah, you, get it. You do your analytical tasting here. All and, right. I'll, and I'll come back for, for your answer. In a moment. Okay. Got it. All right. Got it. You see what he's doing, everyone? He's running away so that I have to drink all the whiskey. And when he gets back, I'm going to be more buzzed. And he's not. See, I see the game he's playing. Mm. Ah, that's good. I'm not the best critic. I like them all. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's his plan, though. He's getting me drunk. Well, I hope everybody's doing all right out there. I know Thanksgiving is coming up, and I'm, I'm very excited, although sad. I'm not going to be with my family safety reasons but yeah happy thanksgiving everybody oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna have to agree with you that the uh the four gate that's that's four so gate. far the winner yeah it's the leader in the clubhouse right now yeah so now let's hmm. go let's go to uh a little mictors Oh, Michter's. It's the big old bottle I got here. Let's yeah. <laughs> That's a good sounding. Uh, it is sounding cork. What's What's your mic? Is yours? Uh, is yours the uh, Shure? Oh, it's the SM7B. You know it. Is that what you got too? I That's think. What I, I got? It. Yeah, yeah. That's yes, what I got. sir. 
you know, pros, we all think alike. You know, we got to do what we do. Heck yeah. I got to tell you, though, it, I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, an audio guy or anything like that. I've had to buy so many different, um, you know, cords and adapters yeah. just to do these streams. It's crazy. I, I, you, I agree. It, once I first got into it, I think I, if you see this room right now, like you see the presented version of it, right? Like from here to here, perfect. If you were to zoom out and see all the gear and the cords running all crazy, it's it's ridiculous. So all that for for what this could do, like basically, <laughs> like, yeah, a yeah, better. <laughs> yeah. It's it's you know I went all out for the streams, I guess. <laughs> you know. All what right. It, mixers have you had mixers before oh yeah i mean i pretty much have had everything oh shit i just dropped the glass it didn't break no it didn't it bounced right up that's a strong glass right there karen in the house (laughs) so this is the uh uh, mixers bourbon us1 and Mm. these guys uh, are big supporters of mine they support the podcast they're actually uh, all of these, all these brands that we're tasting tonight are actually all a part of the um, Repeal Day Expo, and so at the Repeal Day Expo, everyone's got their own. They have their own. Um, they have their own exhibit booth at at the in the exhibit hall. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna you got a music stage, and then there are some panel stages. Um, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but all of these brands that we're tasting tonight are a part of it and everybody who gets a ticket the tickets start at 20 bucks everybody who gets a ticket gets a bottle of jack daniels and you get to see my my boy right here sean james perform that is that is can i just say how ridiculous that is um (laughs) 20 bucks for entry to this all the musical acts and a free bottle of jack i'd pay 20 just for the bottle yeah (laughs) that's a beautiful thing man and yeah everybody you gotta you gotta come i'll be there i'm gonna have a crazy avatar probably can i design my avatar is that going on yeah 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 yeah. cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah do you want to walk around do you want to walk around in the world like after you're done performing uh, yeah why not i mean i love it (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm just gonna I'm gonna be the bumbling idiot. Is there like chat bubbles that pop up with like yeah. what I'm saying? It's oh, yeah. perfect. <laughs> this is gonna be great. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. So get your tickets. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So here we are tasting Mictors. Ooh. Whoa. This is, I think this is sipping. Yeah, bourbon. go ahead. This is sipping bourbon. Yeah, there's there's something to me. This one is the smoothest out of all of them, without having an overly sweet um, flavor to cover up the heaviness. Like it just, mm-hmm. it's still heavy. You can taste it, but it's very smooth right off the top. Like when I first sipped it, I was like, "Whoa!" I don't even taste it. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. What's the? Ooh, I'm gonna shake everything up. There we go. The buzz is kicking in. Now, What's the how, proof? how much have you had to drink already? <laughs> Mister, I walk away from the table and have my guests <laughs> drink three shots before you get back. Yeah. I see your plan there. Uh-huh. My evil plan. Uh. Uh, yeah, 
It's like 91 and some change. 91 okay. and some change. That's smooth, man. I I'm trying to I'm trying to get better at describing the flavors I'm tasting here. Hmm. Well, as you're describing them, uh, I, I want to. There's, there's a really great comment in here from uh, Samantha Lem, Lemnicusa. Uh, I wish mm. I was at the point of my life where I can leisurely sip on some bourbon. I just pound on beers until I can barely see. I do like <laughs> whiskey, but I can't fully appreciate it the same with wine. I mean. You, you, we were all at that point in our life at some point, uh, absolutely in our young lives where we, we, it's how we drank, but that's kind of, I think I was talking to you about this before we went live is that like for so many years when I was younger, the point was, uh, reaching the state of inebriation and wildness mm -hmm. without caring about what I was ingesting to get there. Yep. And now that I'm older, you know, I'm not just doing it for the hell of it and I'm, I'm learning about what I actually prefer and taste and how these things are different. And so I get you. I get you. I hope you're all right. I hope there's not anything serious going on or wrong. I hope it's for fun and enjoyment. You know, you're doing all that because I know what that's like as well. Um, but yeah, no, I've been there. I've done that. And uh, I'm lucky to have made it to the other side and still get drunk. But, you know, Maybe enjoy it a little bit more and take my time getting there. <laughs> and I'll say too, Samantha, if you want to learn, if you want to get into, you know, whiskey, hang out at this channel, the members and I and the community here, you know, we are all about education and getting people to sip. And, you know, we have a good laugh too. You know, we talk a little bit about getting what we call uh, uh, fill, chill filtered, fill chiltered. That's the, that's kind of the, the YouTube lingo in my community, Sean, of, I've had too much to drink because I will mm. do I will do uh, blind tastings where I have like 36, <laughs> 36 <laughs> drinks. I'll have 36. And then oh. at, at the end of it, I'll be like, and this one tastes like, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> this has got a blueberry finish. With... <laughs> do you find that you're just as accurate? Or do you get because this is Actually, something that happens to me sometimes, like in a like sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Like mm -hmm. if I'm sober and playing a song, great, and I and I love that, and and you know it's fine. But sometimes when I'm just buzzed the right amount, I feel like the song and my performance of it can be elevated to a whole nother level. Other times it's too much and it makes it worse. So yeah. for you, do you do you notice yourself kind of? Right. My palate, yeah. my palate is usually like stronger uh, at a certain point, kind of like you. Mm. My nose won't won't always be the same, but my my palate is like sometimes there's a per particular spot when enough of the liquid's gotten to me um, mm -hmm. that I'm like on. I'm like I'm really on. Like I can, I know what it is. I can just nail down the flavors and. Uh, I think it's that kind of lowered. Uh, I don't know inhibition, but you're not thinking about it as much, and you're just in the moment and doing it. Kind of lowers the, I don't know, the perceptive, analytical side maybe more, and yeah. just like lets you do it. If that mm -hmm. makes sense, yeah, yeah, to me at least, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so where does Mictors fall on uh, on this on the taste off here? If I'm being completely honest. I feel like everyone we've tried is outdone the other, but I like Michter, Michter's the most. Um, and I think that it's because of my preference with the smoothness right off the top. 
versus the back end. This one is extremely smooth from when I first tasted it. Okay. And um, it's not as flavorful as some of the others, but the smoothness kills it for me. That that just crushes it. Like I was shocked at, it, at how smooth it was and how easy it was to go down personally compared to some of the others. All what right. are your thoughts on Michter's? Uh, Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're. First of all, there's nothing that you can say about your palate that is wrong because it's your palate. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> only only thing you can say that would be wrong is if you liked vodka. You know, that'd be about it. Mm. Okay, vodka, got it. Vodka sucks. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you that I like vodka. No, I like I like a lot of things. But no, you're right. Yeah, down. (laughs) And I I don't mind. You know what I like? You know why I like vodka? White Russians. Oh, that's white Russians. That's fair. Our go to. And my wife just started making them again a couple days ago. And that has been our it just feels very cheery and very holiday. Yeah, inspired for some well, reason. Well, vodka is meant to take on the flavor of whatever is the, um, you know, right. So it's like the anti-flavor, then technically, yeah. it itself. Yeah. So I get why you wouldn't. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I like the Mictors personally. With uh, I think we said I've got a four gate coming in in second for me. But yeah, Mick Mictors going to take it. I think. Okay. All right. So we've got two more to taste now. Here's the question of like the stat the the status of your palate. Mm. Um, do you want to go down the road of a rum, an El Salvador rum? Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna have some funk. You might even taste a little bit of like herbal candy medicine. Okay. Or do you want to go down like the smoky super highway of 291, 291 Colorado bourbon whiskey, which has got, it's 133 proof. So yeah, I feel it, it, like packing some heat. Yeah, I can tell. I feel like because we've been on this road of whiskey to inject a rum right now, maybe isn't the best idea. So I'm thinking I'm going to go, with this Colorado bourbon, man, this has been this has been kind of. I saw this in that in that package, and it scared me. I was like, "Oh, hmm." All right, here we go. It's a, it's a it's a beast. It seems like it. I was when I saw this in there. I was like, "Oh, he's trying to put me down on this stream. I'm just gonna pass out. I'm gonna fall backwards. Just be done. I'm say some things and embarrass myself." Well, our 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 mutual friend would be very upset with me if I if I got you hammered where you passed out <laughs> and, and broke your mic. Oh man, yeah, it's okay. All right. <laughs> Ooh, that smells really sweet. Yeah. What what about to you? Does it not? Does that not yeah, smell? It, it doesn't smell like it's going to be one twenty whatever proof one twenty five. Yeah, this doesn't smell like it normally does to me. This almost smells like a rum to me, like it's so sweet. Maybe maybe we just uh, maybe we just straight up like <clears throat> put the rum thoughts in our brain. It's possible. All right. Oh. Yo. <laughs> oh man. 
that. Oh. Oh. I feel like it, it did something to me. Sean, you all right? <laughs> Your voice is a little off there. Oh. <coughs> there, there we go. All right. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened there. I might have stepped on the mic cable or something. Man. That's got some kick to it. Oh. Not as much as I was expecting, though, to be blunt. Mm. I don't know if... You're warmed up, too. Like you're... Yeah, you're right. That's you're... the other thing is when... Yeah. 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 You're, That's you're nice, though. Uh, man. So, yeah, so this is a small little distillery. Mm -hmm. and... In Colorado. What part of Colorado do you know? Let me see here. I know they're on a they're on a mountain. I know that much. Beautiful. Oh, Colorado Springs, it says. Yep, Colorado Springs. Mm, that's isn't that, nice. Isn't that where the uh, Air Force Academy is? Indeed it is. Yeah. Indeed. Also where they train. I found this out because years ago we were on tour in Colorado Springs and one of the Olympic trainers came out. I guess they have an Olympic, a huge Olympic training facility in Colorado Springs because of the altitude. I think yeah. if you train at that high altitude and you go to normal, you're going to be like super, you know? <laughs> oh, that's nice though. It's. And again, they're going to be 291. We'll be at the, um, They'll be at the Repeal Day Expo. And if you want to go check it out, go to repealdayexpo.com. Sean James, my guest tonight, will be performing at the Repeal Day Expo, the first one of many to come. Hopefully, Sean's also got a new album out, and you're doing some writing right now. So talk talk to us. And we're like, what's it like to be writing in the in the world of COVID? Yeah. Um, to be blunt, it's not very much different than how I write any other record because I one thing about me has been solitude has been the biggest uh, I wouldn't say inspiration but biggest comfort in creating an environment where you feel comfortable to try things and no one's listening and you're alone and you get to like just be with your thoughts and come up you might have these like phrases or ideas or inspiration for a song but until I get to that point of actually being able to be alone and kind of dissect everything and truly go about it that way. It's, it's not going to get anywhere for me most of the time. Um, and so, you know, writing during COVID it's, it's the same as it would be because I like my solitude. But the thing is, is that I was forced into it versus when it would be normal and I sneak it out because I'm, you know, trying to be off the road. So at first during this thing, when this all started happening in March, I got home and I was like, man, I'm going to be the most, I'm going to get so much done. I'm going to write five albums. I'm going to do all these videos. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then quickly it was just like, no, no, nothing's there. No, you surprise. <laughs> no, no, nothing. And I did some streams and that was fun. And then um, in the summertime, a few months after, I was just really bored and kind of over it obviously as everyone is i would imagine right now but uh and then out of the blue it just like hit me it was like and this is something that i actually have talked about before that i i think is essential for me to write is starvation of writing so you know i write an album and then 
we do it in the studio and then you do the live versions and how you're going to do them on the road. And then you tour or I tour for like, you know, a year straight on that material without really writing much in that year. It's more performing the old stuff. So by performing for like a year and not really writing anything, I feel like I build up this desire and the store of like, I'm starved for writing in the creative side. So that way, when I get off the road at the end of the year, it's like comes flooding, you know, but now it was like, I was off the road and I didn't get the chance to do everything I wanted to. And to actually, play that stuff on the road so I, I wasn't really feeling inspired at first and then the summer hit and it started happening again and I don't know you know I'm not one of those people a lot of there's some writers who will be like all right I've got this time off I'm gonna spend two hours a day playing guitar uh one hour on piano and then I'm gonna at the end of the day I'll do an hour of songwriting and no I can't do that that's <laughs> it's too sterile it's too perfected it, it has to be in the moment like most of the, in my opinion, most natural best songs I write come from just this little hint of inspiration. That's like a phrase or an idea. I wonder, oh, what if I wrote a song about this? And then I just write that down in my phone, you know, write a song about blah, blah, like the subject matter. And then I won't touch it till a, maybe six months later, eight months later, when I'm going back to my notes to be like, oh yeah, that was a good idea. Now I'm alone. Let me work this out, how it's going to work, you know? So um, I'm definitely ranting more, I can tell. <laughs> well, that's, that's, just, that's just fine. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I kind of like, you know, connected to what you're uh, saying, like when you sat down to try and do it, like it wasn't there. Like, yeah, I've written seven books and I can't write mm. a book right now because I'm doing all these other things. And yeah, I started doing all these other things and I wrote about this today on my blog, but it was out of survival, man. Like I went from having like, you know, doing live events all over the country and right. having a magazine to like no income and real quick. And it was yeah. like, it was, I was, I was st staring in the mirror, mirror with like no identity as a professional and, you know, for the foreseeable future. And so I was like, right. YouTube, you know, and stream, mm. you know, it's, we do what we do. Yeah. So how do you, do you feel like, uh, what was the question I was going to ask, man? Well, do you feel that it's because you don't have the activity going on in your day to day? Like you normally do, you feel more uninspired and like you want to write, but there's nothing's there because the energy isn't there because you got, it got taken oh. away. Or do you feel like you have to like look at it in a different way to like, how do you, how do you look, how do you look at that moving forward now that you're just in this yeah. and this is the way it is right now? So I, I look at it as a making a living perspective. Like I, I'm mm. a, like, I am like an old school kind of like author journalist and right. you know, my style of writing doesn't get a lot of money these days. What, what does get money is like, um, you won't, you won't believe what brand I just tasted, you know, just click, <laughs> click, clickbait dribble. Not, yeah, not, or like not, I'm I'm paid to say this by this sponsor, yeah. or and I yeah. don't and I don't do that. Um, I'm That's a, beautiful. So thank you. Um, and now certainly my my um, uh, my I, I certainly do have take advertising on my podcasts and stuff. Completely mm -hmm. different scenario, but I I do not um, you know I. I people don't pay me to say I, I like their product and I just, I'll, I'll never do that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But, 
but like the 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 whole thing of um like writing writing a book takes so much time there's not very much money on it and mm-hmm. like and the way i <coughs> sold books was through my live events so it was kind of like the the main the main cog of my wheel were were, were my live events and yeah and and i had to pivot very you know uh strategically to stuff like this right and we did it you know i mean yeah we did it and Um, you are doing it i mean it's that's that's been kind of the crazy thing uh, to see and and feel the different ways to bounce back you know like that's one thing i started doing this this holiday season i saw some other artists doing it and i was like man that's a really good idea so and I started doing handwritten lyrics, offering them to people, you know, for a price and of their songs, one of a kind on this home handmade sheet of paper. And that's another, I never thought about doing that before. The circumstances forced me into looking into other ways on how to survive and how to make money and how to actually connect with people without just playing shows. So yeah, I get that. But I, I will say that I do feel like something is lost and that I am missing a piece of me and my inspiration. That is the live energy and the performance and seeing people in front of you and feeling that energy in the room. You know, I've done a number of streams more so in the beginning uh, cause I was trying it out and you know, it started to feel more and more lifeless to me. And, and I, I love the streams. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it was it was hard in the beginning because it was like, there's no energy here. What am I feeding off of? Like, right. it, it didn't feel real. And in the moment, it was just like, I'm just a dude in a room and there's a camera in front of me and I'm belting my heart out and trying to be passionate and emotional when it's like it felt forced in a way, if I'm being blunt. And yeah. I think with time, I've just, you know learn to let it go but that's something that i don't feel will be replaced you know streaming will not replace a live event there's no way never, there's just never. too much heart and emotion and realness and the sweat and the the energy and the noise it's just everything you know it's uh, the lifestyle the travel and that's something that i really really miss and i feel once i get that back man i think there'll be even more uh avenues of inspiration you know but i'm I'm very thankful for the people who've uh stuck with me and have helped me out and have given great ideas and logged into the streams and bought the handwritten lyrics and all that like it truly is only because of the people who follow me and listen to me that i'm able to survive right now and that's mm-hmm. the truth and that is something i never thought would be possible you know what i mean like it's it's kind of ridiculous to me because i come from I don't know. I come from uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work to earn it. And if you go to bed and you wake up and you're not sore, well, you probably weren't doing enough. You know what I mean? And so now I'm stuck at home. I'm playing the songs and I'm trying to write, but there's no grit to it. There's no waking up in the morning, having to travel six hours and then get to the venue and be tired and hungry and still meet with people and still hug people and still give the performance of your life. But you pull it out of somewhere you didn't realize it was from, you know what I mean? And you're forth. But now that's not there. There's not as much struggle in that sense. So it's weird. It's it's like I've realized what that meant for the longest time. I, I don't think I really defined it. And I understood that struggle is an inspiration a lot of times and feeling that and and being on the road. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just something that I've been feeling lately. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you 
that having seen you perform live um, and enjoyed your music on my Apple Music constantly, I I need to see you again, you know, live. Uh, all of these, a lot of your fans are, you know, commenting um, in the chat. You know, one 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 person put it uh, best. Uh, Elaine Holmes uh, says it's it's a feedback. Of course, she put it best. Go ahead. What's she say? <laughs> it's Elaine's it's a, my girl. Elaine's my girl. So I, I know a, I know her very well. Awesome. <laughs> it's a feedback loop. We need you, and you need us. And yeah. I, I I couldn't agree more with that. And I I I felt that in in a you know having to. You know, my performance is drinking with people at bars. Now, granted, that's a very different performance, but I feed off that, and I I miss that. Yeah. And it's like I really miss it. And yeah. But having just a snippet of it, in like in, even in the virtual space, while it's helped and it's been great, it's not the same. And yeah, it's well, like you said earlier, to me, it's survival. Like you know, we we, we can't wait to go back to the way things were, but right now this is going to have to do and I'm going to do everything I can. And this is incredible that I even have this, you know, because I think about it. I'm like, man, what if I didn't even have that? You know, how, how sad I would be. So, you know, yeah, I, I find myself like, I can't complain. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's not the same, but there's so many other people in some, so much worse positions than I am. And I'm just very thankful. and very happy uh, on this pre there, this Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll say this as we go to our rum of the evening. Mm. Yes, uh, sir. This is this is Rolling Fork rum. This is a small batch rum distilled in El Salvador, bottled in Kentucky. And how does how does that work? If you can if you could tell me, so they brew it somewhere else, then they ship it, and then they just present the packaging somewhere else. And yeah, it, it's it's it, it's a pretty common it's a pretty common um, uh, business. Um, strategy. You buy up totes of uh, whiskey or rum or whatever, mm -hmm. and this is this is the bottle here. This is a uh, rolling fork. Ooh, yeah, pretty bottle, right? Yes, sir. So it is. Um, they they buy totes and then they have it uh, shipped to a licensed distillery or bottler, and then they bottle it in. Um, in their stuff, uh, in their bottles, but um, you know, there's and it, it it depends on the spirit, depends on the product and everything. Uh, and this one's also aged in, it's aged in Kentucky for a couple of years. Like they couldn't do that with with a lot of products. Like you couldn't get, um, you know, you couldn't age a Jamaican rum in mm -hmm. Kentucky. You know, El Salvador's rules are a little more loose. So okay, okay, I got you. That's interesting. Uh, that's what that's what my main point was because by aging it in Kentucky, you're kind of changing essentially the flavor of it, right? Oh yeah, Kentucky's got a very unique aging, and that's uh, that's so. what I was saying. Like brewed there, so it makes this like mix of a unique product then that, that creates. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. and that's what. All right. That's what. So this is a this is a small company. They're called uh, Rolling Fork. Actually, funny story about one of the guys who uh, uh, founded this. His name was Turner Wathen. He played a very important role in my career. I was at a I was at a point like seven years ago where, you know, whiskey writing was doing well. But again, writing doesn't pay well. 
and I'm mm. not and I'm not a shill and I'm not a, a, a marketer <clears throat> marketer or anything like that. Right. So I didn't take money. I didn't take writing gigs that paid well. I took like the the poverty writing gigs and I had a book that was coming out and, you know, but I was like, you know, I need to go get an MBA. So I got accepted into an MBA program and I was interviewing and this guy, I had never met him. You know, he's looking at my resume. He's looking at my application. He sees this book's coming out and he pushes right. and he pushes it across for me. And he says, you do not need to come uh, to Bellarmine University and get your MBA. He's like, you're only going to set yourself back. You need to keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is awesome. And I was just, I was like. That's I mean, beautiful, though. He wasn't trying to milk you for money. He was yeah, being honest. That's where it's at. That and genuineness. Exactly. And and so I didn't, and I kept going down the path of uh, uh -huh. as a whiskey writer. And that's his that's his brand uh, in partnership with. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. So that actually gives it so much more meaning, too, because yeah. you know what he stands for. The fact that he didn't, you know, he was real with you. He's up front with you, which is yeah. gold in itself. Huh. It smells. I'm getting like a smoky sweetness off this one right off the top, personally. I smell this and I want to make a I, I instantly want to make a daiquiri. <laughs> I'm with you. Oh man. Whoa. That's like okay, right off the top, this might be a dumb statement, but that's like a rum that has rum qualities, but also whiskey qualities to this rum. Like a lot of whiskey qualities to me. Like it tastes let me let me hold on. Sean's like, hold on now. I gotta. Well, me, hold on. Let, now. Me get, let me get back in that bottle. <laughs> I would say that it doesn't. To me, it tastes like almost like rum and whiskey, like a rum and whiskey weird blend. It's great, not weird, a cool blend because it's rad. I don't think I've had a rum like that with those kind of that depth of flavor like some of these bourbons have. Wow. No, it's funny. They what actually do. They actually do a. Uh, a, a rum and whiskey blend. So is that a common thing? No, no, it's very, huh. very, uh, uh, unique. Um, what do you, what do you think about this? I want to hear your opinions on this. Cause you probably know more than I do. Well, it's, it is hitting, it is hitting every part of my tongue, but it's focusing like on the middle part, which mm. is usually kind of like where their savoriness is. Okay. And, and I'm not really figuring, I can't figure out what that savoriness is. But it's like, it's almost like a saltiness. It's uh, there's like a, there's like a caramel there. There's like some right. sugar, but like a candy almost, like a candied whiskey, a candied rum. Yeah, huh. but it's not. But it's not like artificial. It doesn't taste like. No. They dump yeah, a bunch of sugar in there or something. No, 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 no. I don't think I've tasted a rum like this ever. If I'm being completely blunt, I've I've tasted, I'm you know back in the day Sailor Jerry's. Everything like that was my go-to, and this is nothing like that to me. This is, uh, I don't oh, know. Sean, yeah, Sh Sh Sailor Jerry's is, uh, that's so far down on the list of, like, quality rums. Yeah, this, this I was right going to say, it's, yeah. yeah. I, did, I knew that, but, I mean, I've had some Jamaican rum before that was, like, 
I think it was, it was this random bar in Spain. They're like, oh, you want the strong stuff, huh? And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, this is from Jamaica and it's 160 proof type shit or all this. And I had that and it knocked me on my ass almost to the point where you don't taste it. You just feel, you just feel it immediately. But this is nice. This actually has like, ah, just it, like I said, it's a rum that reminds me of a whiskey in a good way. Yeah. It's got a. It's got it going on. Amen. And I have mm. to say, I have to say, like, and I wrote, I wrote a rum book, and I tell people this all the time. I'm married to bourbon, but I sure cheat on it a lot with rum. You know. Mm. I feel you, man. I feel you. This I would might... say that's my. Yeah, it used to be. It used to be that rum was my number one. And I think when I first started drinking, because it was sweet, mm-hmm. you know, I had the sweetness to it, and it could help me get past it. And then quickly, you know, whiskey got on top. But I'd say rum is a close second for sure still. Man, that's Alex. nice, though. I'm going to have to look that one up. Look, uh, rolling, look how, rolling fork rum. Look how nicely our palates are aligned. Well, I'll also I'll also connect with the um, connect with the, um, the, the, the the bottler and see if they can maybe send you a couple of nice bottles. Boom. <laughs> Win-win. Amazing. Yeah, when and where I'll be there. Man, that's nice. Who who knows? They may even sponsor you. Look at this. I'm, I'm already I'm I'm already working for you here. Getting, <laughs> I got you. I got you a rum lined up. Going to get you cases of whiskey sent to you. I'm just going to add your your name and email to my team. All right. <laughs> People are just gonna, uh, whiskey opinions and suggestions. Well, you just go right here. Boom. Man, that was good, dude. You know what the best part of all this is? Well, I don't know left. if it's the best part. I've got, <laughs> I've got so much left for the holidays. That's what I'm talking about. You're beautiful. Thank you so much for sending this, Fred. It's yeah. So, so did good. you? Do, do you have a victor for the evening? <sighs> it's tough. You know what? I feel like I gotta, I gotta do this one more time. Straight out the bottle this time. Hmm. Okay. So my last was the Mictors. I mean, this is straight up rock and roll right here, folks. Uh, Ludacris did it. I saw your post. Yeah. Luda. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Luda's drinking out the bottle. I'm going to drink out two. <laughs> okay. See, this is where I'm stuck. And this is to me where I always get stuck is that I feel like there should be like a, a winner for smoothness. Cause to me that goes to Michter's uh, through and through out of all of these. All right. And, but then depth of flavor and smokiness and just everything else, the bad guy for sure. Like that's just got, there's a lot going on there. Uh, man. Uh. How about how about we just call it a tie? Okay, I'm all right with that. We'll just, I'm all right we'll with that. I love that. them both. I do, but for different reasons. So mm-hmm. it's hard to say. You know what I mean? But it, yeah, like no, that's your, nice. Like, like your guitars, like your guitars. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. There you go. It's like you don't play a Gibson to get a Fender sound, and you don't play a Fender to get a Gibson sound, and you can't. And if you were to make one sound like the other, well, you're having to dress it up and fake it. You know. So. Yes, <laughs> I agree. It's a tie. 
Well, my friend, it was it was so great catching up with you tonight. I'm so excited to have you at the Repeal Day Expo. Yes, sir. Um, me too. It's gonna be fantastic. I'm just I'm just I'm just thrilled to actually just be drinking whiskey with you again. I, I miss you. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you on socials and how they should be listening to your music. Yeah. Um, well, a let me just say, um, besides my wife and me drinking, this is the first time I've shared a drink with someone else digitally like this, and I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, there can be some social uh, <laughs> inadequacies happening because of everything happening. So, thank you for having me on here and doing this. Um, and yeah, you know, I think everyone out there, wherever you listen to music, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music youtube facebook instagram you can look me up anywhere on there uh but if you want a quick and easy way to get to all of them it's seanjamesmusic.com and we have links to all of them so yeah thank you for having me man this has been a lot of fun honestly <laughs> all right my first friend. time first time i've been invited to stream myself whiskey drinking <laughs> well, first time for everything so it's beautiful beautiful well my friend uh be safe out there everybody go to repealdayexpo.com and make sure you get tickets to come see sean perform and you get a bottle of jack daniels so win-win hell yeah happy thanksgiving everyone be happy safe out there i'm thankful for every damn one of you